Hey everybody, welcome back to The Cubs Corner. I'm your host, Anthony Pasquale, and we've got a lot to talk about today. We're going to go over the Cubs' free agent and off-season plans, a look inside the new Cubs dugout, and just some updates around the MLB. That and more, next, on Cubs Corner. But winning in the offseason is something they have not done so far this year and last year as well under the Theo Epstein regime. Cubs go quiet in the winter meetings like we talked about last week and it doesn't look like they've been making any noise since then. The only thing we have heard from them is a couple of rumors about two potential guys going after, one of them being Troy Tulowitzki. Now, Troy Tulowitzki had a great career with the Colorado Rockies and some good years with the Toronto Blue Jays as well. Troy was a great shortstop for during his prime. He played great defense, kind of tall, had a rocket of a throwing arm, but he's kind of sunken away from that a little bit. Been plagued by injuries and just some natural decline, but he had some great seasons with Colorado, a couple of 100 RBI seasons, averaged over 25 homers for most of his career, and he has not been the same player since coming to the Blue Jays but without a doubt could provide some good leadership inside the Cubs dugout. The rumor is the Cubs are one of six teams looking at Troy Tulowitzki, who will be hosting a workout session coming up soon to kind of display his skills. In his best season with the Blue Jays, that came in 2016, he had 24 homers and 80 RBIs. So not, not great, not awful, definitely not somebody who's going to cost a whole lot of money. So this may be a good idea for the Cubs, especially since we will be without Addison Russell throughout the first 40 games of the season, maybe more, and it doesn't look like somebody like DJ LeMayhew, Daniel Murphy, or Jed Lowry will come at a price that the Cubs can afford so far, so unless they look for a trade, he might be a good kind of substitute, not only for some leadership, but for some power from his bat. Another guy we heard the Cubs going after is second baseman slash utility man Daniel Descalso. He was a good player with the Diamondbacks along with the Cardinals a couple years ago. It looks like the Cardinals are also in on Daniel Descalso. He had his best offensive season last year, only hit about 230, 238 to be exact, but he did have 83 hits. His power, power numbers were up. So that looks like a guy the Cubs are going to try to go after to not only replace Tommy LaStella, but kind of be a little bit of an improvement. David Kaplan on Sports Talk Live and uh, the Cubs Talk podcast said he's Tommy LaStella with a little more pop. Let's take a look at his numbers. He had 13 homers last year with 57 RBIs for the Diamondbacks. He also struck out over 100 times, but he did draw a lot of walks, and he batted close to 240. So it might not be a horrible guy to have coming off the bench for Theo Epstein and the Cubs. And some breaking news on a guy that I wanted the Cubs to go after, Michael Brantley, outfielder formerly for the Indians, looks to be nearing a deal with the Houston Astros. 
So the Astros, among other teams, are keeping getting better while the Cubs stay quiet. We'll be back in a second here on Cubs Corner to talk more on the Cubs offseason. Now, when we talk about the best in the National League, the last couple of years, it has been the Los Angeles Dodgers, and they are also in strong pursuit of some free agents, one of them being Bryce Harper, but they don't want to give him a huge deal. They want to stick to a more uh, short-term deal, so they have him more in his prime, barring anything crazy happening, not spending $400 million on him. But other teams in the National League are getting better, like we said a week ago, the St. Louis Cardinals signed Paul Goldschmidt. Huge acquisition for them. He's been one of the best first basemen in the league for a few years now. And it might be a hot take for Cubs fans out there, but Anthony Rizzo might be the third best Cubs for, or third best first baseman in the National League Central. Not only the MLB, but the Brewers are also adding. They made some trades to bolster their bullpen. They're looking after some bats as well. The Reds aren't going anywhere, making some acquisitions, looking for some better pitching. And then also in the National League, the Phillies, like we said, they're looking to spend stupid money. The Mets have made some acquisitions. They got Robinson Cano, Jerry's Familia back, and they're also looking to add and keep adding. So the National League is going to be anything but what we've seen the last couple of years. It's going to be very competitive. About three or four teams in each division who think they're just about ready to compete so the Cubs should not be quiet in these winter meetings. I think they have a lot to a lot to prove, whether it be from inside or from out, in order to get better and prove that they can contend in 2019. And their first step to doing that is hiring some new coaches. And following the Brandon Hyde getting hired by the Baltimore Orioles to be their new manager, that's two seasons in a row where the bench coach from the Chicago Cubs goes on to manage. It was Davey Martinez who went to the Nationals. And uh, now Brandon Hyde with the Orioles. So they're going to look for a new bench coach. And they there have been talks about either David Ross coming out of retirement from baseball to come be the bench coach for the Chicago Cubs. And then there's also Mark DeRosa, former Cub, former super utility man. Likes the Cubs, always liked the Cubs, might come and coach on the bench this season. Now, when you look at those guys, you look at guys that, first of all, know the Cubs' history, know what it means to be a Chicago Cub. Even David Ross, only a few years removed from winning a World Series with this team, still knows a lot of guys on the team, but also serves as that grandfather figure, like he was nicknamed Grandpa Rossi, always will serve as that guy, just kind of a step ahead of everybody, not only in knowledge, but the way he commands respect on a bench. So having him in a Cubs uniform again around guys like Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant, but also there to mentor some guys like Javi, Wilson Contreras, maybe Ian Happ, I think that'd be good for the Chicago Cubs. But they also had uh, some acquisitions. They have a new pitching coach, and he looks, I read an article earlier today, he looks to try to limit some walks and get the Cubs staff back to where they were. So Jim Hickey, former Cubs 
pitching coach resigned, and now they're looking into a man by the name of Hotovy. I believe I'm pronouncing that right, H-O-T-T-O-V-Y. And he wants to take this Cubs pitching staff to the next level. Their starting pitching should be great. They are on paper. You got John Lester, Cole Hamels, Jose Quintana, all coming off pretty solid seasons. Kyle Hendricks looking to bounce back and continue kind of the momentum he had in the second half when he probably was one of the Cubs' best pitchers. And then they look for you Darvish to come back and have a bounce-back season, maybe win comeback player of the year, but just kind of get back to that dominance he had in 2017 when he was on the Dodgers that eliminated the Cubs from playoff contention. So he's going to look to have the Cubs reduce walks. And that was their, their big plague last year, whether it be out of the bullpen or starting off games. Like we saw, Tyler Chatwood walked a ton of guys. Kyle Hendricks' walks were up, so were Lester's. And kind of eliminating that and going back into just throwing strikes, balls in play, letting the defense take care of it is the way the Cubs won a World Series just two seasons ago. So he'll look to improve the way the Cubs pitch, and hopefully that'll result in some more wins and a postseason run. So Tommy Hadovy looks to, in the article's title from NBC Sports Chicago, it says, Tommy Hadovy plans to reduce walks and take the staff to the next level. He's only 37 years old, and uh, he was he served the last four years as the run prevention coordinator with the team. So obviously, he's going to be focused on limiting runs. That's pretty much how uh, most pitching coaches do it. But he's going to try to do so by re- reducing walks, getting back to pitching the contact, not necessarily home runs like Kyle Hendricks and John Lester were giving up more so in this past season, but pitching to contacting, letting guys like Javier Baez, Anthony Rizzo, and Chris Bryant, who play solid defensively, kind of take control and win ball games that way, as opposed to, like we saw a season ago, loading the bases with base runners, giving up a lot of runs early in games, and putting the Cubs in a spot where they have to come back just in order to win games on a daily basis. So as you improve for that, hopefully some new faces in the bullpen as well may not be able to pay a guy like Craig Kimbrell or Zach Britton as they might come at a a bigger cost. But as we know, this reliever market is plentiful. There's a ton of relievers, even though some of them have already been signed, like Jaris Familia, like we mentioned a little bit ago. Looks like the Cubs are going to try to sign maybe one, even two relievers at a cheap price just kind of eat up innings, especially since they lost the likes of Jesse Chavez to the Texas Rangers, and you can't expect Steve Ciszek to pitch as well as he did after pitching so many innings just a season ago. So they're going to look to improve the bullpen, whether that be by free agent acquisition or trades, and they're going to do so and turn them over to Tommy Hadovy, the new pitching coach, and as the Cubs search for a new bench coach, hopefully somebody like David Ross or Mark DeRosa with some leadership and history on the north side of Chicago will step in and take this Cubs team to the next level. We'll be back in a second on Cubs Corner.
We're back here on Cubs Corner once again. My name is Anthony Pasquale, and this is my podcast, second edition, coming out weekly on Mondays, posted on SoundCloud, and we're here to talk Cubs baseball. And like you heard in that famous song by Steve Goodman, Go Cubs Go, Wrigley Field, popular topic where the Cubs play, beautiful stadium, going under some more renovations this winter. My dad and I drove past the stadium yesterday, and the stadium looks like it's under some renovations, like I just mentioned. A lot of fences up, a lot of uh, kind of messiness on the ground level, but when you look up and you see the new hotel and all the other surrounding restaurants and the Cubs Park lit up for Christmas, this Cubs neighborhood is definitely going in the right way, but this winter we don't know if this Cubs team is going in the right way. Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer quiet at the winter meetings and that extended. And this budget crisis, so to speak, looks to be a big deal. Tom Ricketts might not want to be putting in so much money into this team and into these renovations like he has been because these moves that Theo Epstein made in the past couple seasons just have not panned out. Obviously, John Lester was a huge free agent acquisition, been everything we paid for and more in terms of leadership and just pure pitching ability. But when you look at these acquisitions by Theo Epstein and Jed Hoyer via free agency, a lot of them haven't necessarily panned out. Jason Hayward, great defender, won two gold gloves, I believe, with the Chicago Cubs, but hasn't been what we wanted him to offensively. We thought he'd slide right into the number one hole or two hole in the lineup hit maybe 20 to 30 homers a year and hit over 300 while playing stellar defense. And instead, we've got a guy that we can maybe rely on in a 7 or 8 hole in the lineup. Then you look at the three pitching acquisitions we got last season. Hugh Darvish had a rough beginning of the season, then got hurt and never saw the light of day the rest of the season. Tyler Chatwood could not make an out early on in the season, walked guys, gave up hits, not a good free agent acquisition. Maybe he'll have a better year, but I don't trust him with the ball at this point. Then you look at Brandon Morrow. I thought he was a good acquisition, had a bunch of saves early on in the season, but then the injury bug bit him. He got hurt, and it doesn't look like he'll be ready at the beginning of 2018, towards the end of the season, excuse me, 2019. And towards the end of the season, Pedro Strope got hurt, and the Cubs found themselves with a bullpen that they could not trust. Now, going into 2019, that's definitely going to be something they're going to look to address, like we mentioned, whether it be free agent or through the trade market, giving up a younger player, maybe an Ian Happ, to try to acquire some more talent in the bullpen that can you can rely on to get outs and not walk guys. Now, we're going to take a look at something that I found interesting When you look at the Chicago Cubs lineup in Game 7 of the World Series, 8 of 9 of those players are still on the team. Now, Dexter Fowler let off the game, obviously. He's gone. He's played for the Cardinals, hasn't been that great for them, and he, he saw his better days with the Chicago Cubs. Then you add Kyle Schwarber, still on the team, still has some potential. Then the studs, Chris Bryant... Anthony Rizzo, both guys that I expect to have MVP caliber seasons in just 2019. They checked in with Chris Bryant at the winter meetings because he obviously lives in Vegas, as does Bryce Harper. 
one of the things they asked him about, and he said he's going back to the way he trained and his swing the 2016 season. Well, we all know how that ended. The Chicago Cubs won a World Series, and he won the MVP. So going back to that, kind of losing the one-arm shoulder-flinging swing that caused him some injury in this 2018 season is going to be great for Chris, and he's going to get back, hopefully, to MVP caliber. And then you look at Anthony Rizzo, one of the best players in the MLB in terms of leadership, what he does off the field, how he plays defense, and not only that, how he handles the bat. So he's going to be another guy you can just pencil in to be phenomenal for the Chicago Cubs this season. He's the kind of guy you trust. And then you look at the rest of that lineup, and you see guys that the Cubs still have on their roster. Ben Zobrist, entering his final year with the Cubs, I believe. He could play second base, left field, right field. Anywhere you want him, he can play. And like we saw last year, he can perform. Addison Russell going over some some scandal a little bit uh, with some domestic violence issues. He's going to be suspended the first 40 games. Who knows if he will be wearing a Cubs uniform. But he started in Game 7 and is currently still listed on the roster. Wilson Contreras, great catcher, made an All-Star game a year ago. Plays defense outstanding. Has some pop in his bat. Lost it a little bit in the second half. But definitely a guy that we can see improving in 2019. Then you look at Jason Hayward. I still think he has the potential to have the season we thought he'd have as a Chicago Cub. And then batting ninth in that game is Javier Baez. Javier Baez, you look at him, and you see a guy that almost won the MVP in 2018. So you could think some of the guys got worse, like, say, Addison Russell or Kyle Schwarber, whether it be their stock or just their value. And then some guys, <clears throat> some guys got better, like Javier Baez, like Wilson Contreras. So you look at this Cubs team, and you see all the same pieces that won a World Series. What's missing? A leadoff hitter. Now, I don't think Anthony Rizzo is the guy I want leading off ball games. I don't think Ben Zobris has the speed that a leadoff hitter like Dexter Fowler should have. I think Javier Baez is too valuable and too powerful to be leading off games. Well then, where do you look? Last year, Ian Happ started the season as the leadoff guy. Did pretty well. Um, but then he started striking out more than he was getting on base. So obviously you can't have that starting off your games. Albert Almora tried it out for a little bit, hit 330 in the first half. No reason he can't do that again. But let's say you want to go, go out and make a move. Well, maybe that's a guy that the Cubs should try to acquire, whether it be Whit Merrifield, a guy who can play solid defense at second base, get on and steal. Maybe the Cubs will go after somebody like that, or maybe they'll wait and see how things end up and try to grab somebody a little bit cheaper as they may not have the money to go out and do something free agent-wise or trade-wise for that matter. But I think the way to fix this Cubs lineup and the offensive woes that we have seen in the past year or so, get a guy that can get on base to set the table for Javier Baez, for Chris Bryant, for Anthony Rizzo. Because when they had that in Dexter Fowler, Chris Bryant and Anthony Rizzo had 100 RBI seasons. So I think if you look at a Cubs lineup and you're, and you're coming in to pitch against a Cubs team and you've got to start a game 
You got Whit Merrifield. You've got Javier Baez, Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, Wilson Contreras, Ben Zobrist, Jason Hayward. I'm scared of that team. Right up front, I'm going to tell you I'm afraid of that team. Because they have power. Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, Wilson Contreras, Javier Baez, Kyle Schwarber. They have speed. Jason Hayward, Javier Baez, Whit Merrifield, potentially. Chris Bryant can, can run if you need him to. He went first to home in the World Series, one of the quickest times in his career. Off the bench, maybe a guy like Ian Happ, Albert Amora, those guys can fly. So I think maybe a move like that could give the Cubs the power and the speed to be the best in the National League, like the song does say. So that might be a deal the Cubs look to make. But even if they don't, I think the pieces are here. And I think Joe Madden just needs to assemble the right puzzle pieces. Because I guarantee you this Cubs team is going to have two, maybe three MVP candidates early on. Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, and the returning Javi Baez. Now maybe clean up some offensive woes, hit a little bit better, walk a little bit more, strike out a little bit less. I know that's a lot easier said than done. But then this team is dynamic again. They're powerful again. They're elite again, and they're scary again. Then hopefully you can get one or two guys in the bullpen and maybe pull a midseason deal for a guy, maybe not him specifically, but a guy like Chapman, a guy that can close out a game that you're confident handing the ball over to. Maybe by that time in the season, it's Brandon Morrow already. Maybe Pedro Strope emerges as that guy, or maybe somebody we sign or trade for is. But I'm telling you, this Cubs team is really good. So will be the Phillies, the Braves, the Nationals potentially, the Dodgers, the Brewers, the Cardinals, But I think right up there with them is the Chicago Cubs. I'm telling you the Chicago Cubs have what it takes to win a World Series in 2019. They might just be one or two minor moves away. So we'll see what Theo and what Jed do. Hopefully it's good for the Cubs and on the north side. And hopefully I've got a little bit more news for you guys next week when we meet again. Whether it's Troy Tulowitzki, Daniel Descalso or somebody brand new that we haven't heard of yet. Either way, thank you for joining us here on Cubs Corner. My name is Anthony Pasquale. Appreciate you listening. Go Cubs.